Hey, thanks for tuning to the Salesforce Way podcast, episode 24th. Now we are moving faster than before. In this episode, I had the chance to sit with Shinichi Tomita, who is the honorable creator of open source project JS Force. If you listen to this episode, you will see that Shinichi is not a show-off person. He's not very talkative and he's very down to the ground. But his contribution to the Salesforce ecosystem actually is huge. For example, recently I had a chat with Matthias Rolke in Twitter. He told me that his open source project, Force Dev Tool, which was the CLI command line tool before the Salesforce CLI, that was heavily based on the JS Force project. And also he told me that the SFDX, the Salesforce CLI, is also heavily built on top of JS Force, which I was not aware of. So as you can see, the JS Force are not only used by all these Salesforce developers, they are also used by all these uh, open source project builders and uh, even the Salesforce internal teams. So one more hint I want to share with you when you listen to this episode is that not only listen to this a guest that I invited to the podcast, do follow them and do track what they are doing, what the project they have done, what kind of code they write. This is the good way for you to reverse engineer their success. This is the way to help you to improve on your career path. Okay? With that out of the way, please enjoy the chat for this episode. Hey everybody, this is Xi Xiao. This is yet another episode of Salesforce Way Podcast. Today I'm sitting with Shinichi, one of the mysterious people in the Salesforce ecosystem. So your full name is Shinichi Tomita, right? I just uh, learned how to pronounce your name. Hello, yeah. hello Shinichi. <laughs> Hi, Xi. Yeah, <laughs> it's, so it's so great to have you on the show. You know, you are living in Japan mm-hmm. and living in Finland. We have a like a, a big time gap here. So, but finally we get the chance to sit together. So Shinichi, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit for the people who still maybe don't know you? Yeah, I'm Shinichi and I'm living in Tokyo, Japan. And uh, I'm running my own company named Marsh Metrics, and, uh, uh, which was uh, founded in 10 years ago. And, um, I, w- I was a previous reader, uh, Salesforce.com Japan employee, and before the founding the Mesh Matrix. And so uh, after the uh, founding the Mesh Matrix, I created several products uh, in the app exchange. Mm-hmm. And uh, now uh, our company is uh, providing the, some, some product and on do also doing uh, uh, consulting work to the Salesforce.com customers. That's cool. How is the ecosystem in Japan about Salesforce? Is it quite active? Uh, recently becoming uh, very uh, active and uh, mm-hmm. many users groups are founded and uh, not only in a developer community, but also in a, a user and admin groups are available. And uh, I think that uh, 
there's not not so many uh, English contents or uh, mm-hmm. English speaking people are uh, coming out uh, from mm-hmm. the Japanese because uh, mm, I think that there are not so many Japanese people are fluent in speaking mm-hmm. English. So, mm-hmm. for example, I see your personal blog. You are using Japanese mm-hmm. language to write a lot of content. Yeah. Right. Uh, there are several activities, but uh, not not visible from the uh, world. I think because not not such a English content, but okay. there are so many Japanese content. That's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. So today we are talking about one of your famous uh, GitHub repository, the JS Force. Yeah. Right. You know, one of my colleagues used this library. He created a little Node.js tool, just to pull mm-hmm. out because some of our companies that I have worked uh, before is that we're using a Salesforce portal, so we manage our internal employees. So when there's a new employee uh, joining the company, we can use that Node.js tool to easily pull out all the existing employees' uh, phone number, names, you know, create the list, and then import to the uh, Gmail, and then you can just sync uh, your phone number. Immediately, you get all the uh, new colleagues' phone number and the names into your mobile phone. That's a quite uh, a neat uh, application. So, a big thanks to the JS Force. So, so you are the original author of this uh, repository. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could you tell us a little about the history? Why you started this? Yeah. And how was the story? Yeah, uh, I think that uh, the first time uh, I I created the JS Force and the mm-hmm. name was uh, not the JS Force and the name was uh, Node Salesforce mm-hmm. the library. But uh, uh, I renamed it to the JS Force because uh, not only in a Node JS environment but also in a browser JS we should support. By this library, so I created a library for both JS environment, mm-hmm. and um, so uh, I renamed it to JS Force. Mm-hmm. And uh, first, first time I created the Node Salesforce, the former version of the JS Force, I just learning about the how to use the Node JS application. Mm-hmm. How to create a lighter Node.js application, and uh, as our company is creating the several products for Salesforce.com customer, the mm-hmm. API uh, must be used, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I, I need the library for doing. So it was the uh, by the time you were working in Salesforce.com, and then... uh, no, no, no. Uh, okay. the, at the time, the uh, library was available for the SOAP API, mm-hmm. and the Ajax Toolkit is the name of the uh, library for uh, from accessing the JS environment. Okay. But uh, the Ajax Toolkit is for only the browser JS and only for the SOAP API. And, oh, okay. uh, and uh, I need uh, some server-side version to access to the Salesforce.com. I, I have uh, JavaScript skills, so mm-hmm. the Node.js was uh, uh, good for doing the writing application. Indeed. So I created a Node.js version of the library. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
And then at the time, the REST API is and now uh, this API is becoming open. And mm -hmm. uh, I created a uh, library by using the Node.js for accessing the REST API. Oh, right. That's already many years ago, right? The first release. Yeah, of maybe the, um, maybe not six years ago. I'm not sure. Okay. okay. Yeah, this is one. It's really one of the famous uh, GitHub Salesforce related repository. We got like uh, six or seven hundred stars already, and many mm -hmm. forks. I understand. Mm -hmm. And uh, and for our listeners, if you go to this repository in GitHub, you can see it has really good documentation. Mm -hmm. It tells you like step by step, really how to yeah. install this, mm -hmm. how to use this, how to connect mm -hmm. it to different the, the Salesforce APIs. So mm -hmm. that's fantastic. So how did mm -hmm. you how did you do this? Are you always like mm -hmm. uh, um, paying yeah. attention to the documentation? Yeah, mm, not always, but uh, okay. I, I I'm not so good at learning the English, but. Mm -hmm. uh, for JSPose, and the user must be the global. So mm -hmm. the writing the uh, Japanese the only document is uh, I, I I think that it's not so good one. Uh, mm -hmm. I I have to write okay. the English document uh, at mm -hmm. the time, and uh, and also uh, I previously I thought that the documentation in English and uh, mm -hmm. some kind of the uh, interactive one would be the uh, great for such mm -hmm. a API and mm -hmm. uh, maybe that uh, recently there are several APIs that can uh, easily access accessible from the web browsers uh, there are several uh, agent but uh, I think that there are other JavaScript client that must be learnable from the web browser. Yeah. So indeed. So I created a kind of a, uh, interactive version of the JavaScript client and uh, yeah. the documentation side is integrated to the such as dynamic samples. Okay. Okay. Yeah indeed I paid attention this uh, library mm -hmm. supports the Node.js side, the mm -hmm. client of Node.js, the browser as well and also you have a repo, right? Uh, user install that uh, library can already interact uh, in the command line with all the f uh, the methods. So that's fantastic. It's like a modern language already. Mm. Mm. So in addition to that, I mean, I guess a lot of our listeners or, or the Salesforce Trailblazers definitely have somehow touched this uh, library already. So what are the like the major challenges? Uh, I understand you started to just learn how to build the JS application, right? So what was your kind of journey? What were the major challenges for you? Major challenges? Yeah. Oh. Or too uh, many? <laughs> yeah, too many. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh. The first one I think that uh, I think that there are not so many people were good at uh, writing or uh, reading uh, JavaScript programs. No, uh, not yeah. Salesforce developers. Yeah, yeah. Salesforce developers are, uh, used to 
use the ABX code or um, not so many people are used to using the JavaScript. No, Maybe no, no. the uh, uh, tiny jQuery yes. uh, or might be used, but uh, there's not so many analysis for writing the application by mm-hmm. using the JavaScript. And um, I think that, that the JS force would be the uh, kind of the entry point to mm-hmm. write a JavaScript application and uh, using the Salesforce mm-hmm. uh, through the uh, JavaScript. And uh, there, there's uh, several APIs are open in the Salesforce. So, uh, but uh, I think that there, there's uh, some bridge. There should mm-hmm. be a bridge for developers that, that are uh, who who are uh, they are uh, learning the JavaScript and mm-hmm. uh, starting to use their Salesforce uh, yeah. from the JavaScript. Yeah, yeah, that was think, the challenge. Mm-hmm. So that was like yeah, indeed, that was a gap. Um, but for for yourself, since you spent like six years of a lot of your spare time to develop this library. What things have you learned from this? Are you now so much better, so much more experienced than JavaScript programmers? Yeah, I think that uh, it was a kind of lucky, uh, I think, that, um, because uh, at that time, I created, uh, I, I published them as a JS post. The Node.js is not, not such a major st- in major stream. And um, uh, there are uh, several uh, other options like Ruby or Python or and, uh, and JavaScript is a kind of a, not such a not, not such a, a server mm. side. Uh, mm. It's only for the browser side. Uh, but uh, recently, the Node.js becoming the major in writing the uh, server side applications, and mm-hmm. there are several supports in uh, other cloud platforms like AWS or. Uh, GCP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, um, and my library becomes very popular because uh, when using uh, Node.js or some other client tools mm-hmm. uh, to access the Salesforce API, which mm-hmm. is a famous one, uh, or JSForce. Uh, mm-hmm. So now becomes uh, automatically becoming famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, as uh, Node.js becomes uh, very mainstream. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we have a lot of uh, front-end developers uh, in Salesforce now. Like now we have Lightning Web Component. Yeah. It's going closer and closer to the mainstream JavaScript development. So for mm. those JavaScript developers, do you think mm. what they can learn from your JSForce re- repository? Mm, I think that uh, uh, that's a very difficult question because uh, uh, right now the, from the lightning uh, the JS was cannot be used directly. Uh, there oh, are several hacks uh, okay. I think that mm, yeah available, but uh, the first reason of the why we cannot use the JS force in the lightning component is that. Uh, Lightning component doesn't have exposure API, REST API directly. Because it has the locker security, right? Yeah, security restriction, I think. But, uh, okay. 
measure force we can use. But so when you mm. bridging the dietary component to the visual force, uh, we can use the API, but uh, not directly from the lightning component. So now uh, this is a kind of limitation. Yeah, okay. Hi, here's a quick note. Don't forget to check the show notes of this episode where you can find short video teasers, the guest contact information, the important complementary materials, and my own learning points among many other useful information. In addition, I have also started a YouTube channel to share important stuff I learned from my guest. If you are serious about your Salesforce developer journey, you should definitely consider subscribing to this channel. And obviously, the name of this YouTube channel is Salesforce Way. Now, let's get back to the show, shall we? I think you are, you are really humble when you say, when I ask what we can learn from the, the repository, you didn't really say too much. Because for me, I understand it does a lot of work. It's, it's like a big wrapper around different Salesforce APIs. We have the streaming oh, yeah. API, we have a tooling API, we have a metadata API. So, because I didn't really check the code because I'm not a JavaScript developer. So how did you create those wrapper? You have to have a deep understanding how to talk with the API, right? How to make the authentication, how to use the OAuth, or use the username password. So those things, do you think those things should be like uh, developers, can, they can go to your uh, library to learn how to write the code mm -hmm. to do this stuff? What do you mm -hmm. think? Yeah, but because uh, I, I said that uh, I created a library for the, uh, just as kind of a sample work in the Node.js, but uh, I uh, just noticed that uh, there are several usage, uh, usage requests uh, mm -hmm. to support uh, metadata or streaming or uh, tooling. Okay. Uh, so okay. I, I, I I created uh, that kind of the bridges, and okay. uh, after the uh, I learned the how to create uh, this API client, I mm -hmm. uh, I would like to cover all of the Salesforce API, so I created uh, as much as possible. But uh, <laughs> I think that uh, now the Salesforce API has many many ones, yes. uh, including the Wave or some uh, marketing crawl or uh, mm. Einstein, and but I couldn't cover such a uh, APIs. So, but uh, I think that uh, many mainstream APIs are now available through the JSPOS. Mm. So, mm. It, I think that it, it is useful right now. Mm. Yeah, because um, since now we have the Lightning Web component, and we have a lot of more people are interested in learning JavaScript, I think uh, for these people, definitely they can use your repository to check, for example, how to create the NPM packages, how to create the wrapper around Salesforce API, because that's at least before digging into your code. I think that's kind of the things I'm really interested in seeing, because creating a wrapper sometimes is not so easy, because you have to handle all these different situations. Yeah. If it's a yeah. success, 
return what if it's arrows, you know, and you have to mm-hmm. chain these different commands into one. So, so these things are kind of a really interesting topics for me. If mm-hmm. I have time, we need to study that, mm-hmm. right? And this is mm-hmm. also the beauty of uh, open source. Like yeah. what you just mentioned, you set the the framework, you set the baselines, mm-hmm. and then people mm-hmm. are starting to send pull requests to you. Okay, we want yeah. additional API support. So this is my work. Uh-huh. Let's merge mm-hmm. them in, right? Yeah. And I see that you are quite uh, active still in your repository to answer questions, to accept the pull request. Mm-hmm. Is that um, your company is called uh, Mesh Matrix, right? Yes, yes. Does your company still have this kind of embracing open source kind of like a spirit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, uh, my company is doing their such a self-cast consulting work or production creation and product creation for the self-cast customers. And the uh, principle of this company is uh, uh, providing uh, such a Technology to the all all of users to make the uh, system is so much uh, useful mm-hmm. uh, for many users and uh, by opening this such a uh, source code to the users, I, I think that uh, there are several developers are noticing that uh, they can do the. Uh, uh, such a work in uh, JavaScript or uh, as a platform and mm-hmm. and uh, using the Salesforce.com platform, the uh, this application might be very good. And uh, I think that uh, there are several feedbacks to the Salesforce.com itself. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that uh, recently they noticed the uh, importance of the JavaScript apps and uh, on the, they uh, created a lightning framework and uh, recently created an LWC and um, I think that uh, previously it was an Apex and Visual Force it's a kind of a very enterprise one but yeah. uh, recently uh, they're noticing that there are web and open platform and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think that uh, uh, it's kind of a good opportunity for the developers to create some work to make more make more useful the system. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I really love is that the Salesforce is still catching up to the the mainstream. So there are a lot of gaps mm-hmm. to fill in. So if mm-hmm. our developers really have the passion, really want to com- contribute back to the community, there are a lot of like a blank field that they can fill in. Like what you did a couple of years ago, you write this uh, JS force. And I think uh, since now we have a Lightning Web component, there there must be a lot of other, you can call it a business uh, kind of um, opportunities there or just the personal branding opportunities there as well. So definitely that's, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Good. So Shinichi, I think we covered mm-hmm. a lot. We mainly talked about the JS Force, a little mm-hmm. bit about your background and uh, the mm-hmm. your company. So, what is your personal roadmap? What you, I understand, mm. you want to continue in the mm. Salesforce, yeah, Ohana, right? Uh, what What do you still want to do? Yeah, the JS Force itself is uh, some some people pointing out that uh, there's not so many commits 
recently, and okay. uh, but uh, I recently there have we have the uh, my own work in my company, and JustForce uh, mm-hmm. itself has uh, several features already. So not so many uh, active commit activities are uh, done previously, but uh, uh, we provide some some kind of uh, updates to the JS Force, um, hopefully in this year, to support the uh, TypeScript. Oh, yeah. This is great. Yeah, several oh. people using the JS Force are use, trying to create their type definition mm-hmm. for the TypeScript. Yeah. TypeScript is a, a kind of very becoming very major listen to web developers yeah. and uh, uh, JSPOS has a kind of type definition but not native support for from the JavaScript language and uh, mm-hmm. our company is also do providing their our application in TypeScript so mm-hmm. the JSPOS must be written in TypeScript because we actively using the JSPOS in our mm-hmm. product so okay. I think that we should Update uh, in 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 this year. Mm. Um, I I said or the schedule, but I'm not. I didn't commit. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I mean personally, I really appreciate a lot what you have done. Uh, even though you said okay, your company is subordinate, and uh, you know it's it's part of your work. You just somehow open source that uh, uh, additional code to the community, but you don't have to do. Do that. It's not mm-hmm. obligation to do that. And a lot of people just, you know, in open source is like, why you haven't updated in recent years? I mean, you don't get paid to do that. So I, I, I wish people should be a bit more patient, a bit more grateful, and also, if if you really want to get the extra feature, why not contribute mm-hmm. back? You know, write your own yeah. code and support it. Yeah, and that's true. Mm-hmm. From the author point of view, you also appreciate. Yeah people like your mm. work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, my motivation for doing their uh, open sourcing is uh, not as kind of such a such a volunteer work, but uh, but kind of uh, I I need it and mm. then I open. Yeah. So there are several open source softwares I am providing other than JSPOS that are that are created by my own needs. And uh, mm-hmm. my company's need may some of them, yeah, mm-hmm. um, from my company needs. But uh, I, I think that uh, uh, there there are several people who are doing the managing their open source software, and uh, uh, they lost their uh, attitude mm-hmm. and uh, exactly. about the passion to do, uh, because of the long long maintenance uh, so yeah. but uh, I think that uh, I mean, yeah you were you were true and uh, uh, we need to I think that uh, we need to share that uh, the open source software is kind of a fast user is it author and uh, mm-hmm. author and some kind of committer will decide how to do that and mm-hmm. uh, so and and I think that other as this condition, and uh, if you if you are it's okay, uh, you mm. can use them, and then yeah. maybe that it it is useful because yeah. uh, we we are using. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. The, that, that's our uh, thing. Yeah. Excellent, excellent comment. Thank you so much for your hard work and your open mindedness. You know, we really love what you have done. I personally also have、uh, studied some of your other uh, uh, smaller repository, like you have the Circle Parser, right? We can、uh, in JavaScript you can parse the the Circle queries to see if it's correct or not. So all those <coughs> things are really priceless for the front end developers. They can just drag your Your repository and started using it.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really love that. Thank you, Shinichi. I think we can close the session Thank you. now. Thank you. Thank、Shi. you. Yeah. Talk to you later. If you enjoyed listening to this session and want to have a really easy way to support this podcast, why don't you give us a quick rating? Or even a review on whatever channel you are listening to this show. If you are using iTunes, just go to salesforceway.com/itunes. It should open up the iTunes page for you. I read pretty much all the reviews you leave over there, and it really helps other people discover this show. So your support is very much appreciated. And I'm super grateful you have spent your invaluable time with me here, and I'd really love to hear how you think about this podcast. At last, I hope you are doing well, taking care, and see you next time.